As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This podcast is powered by SportStrength, your digital water cooler. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Attention to Detail, the podcast. So today we will not have a guest on. It's just going to be me pretty much giving a monologue, but it's about a topic that I think is very interesting. And I've noticed that a lot of my demographic who watches my videos and listens to the podcast and kind of keeps up with everything that's going on. There are a lot of young trainers, right? So I am a young trainer myself, uh, been doing it for a while, it seems like, but at the same time, relative to a lot of people in the industry, I'm still 23. Um, obviously, we've built up something that is is I'm, I'm proud of, but at the same time, we're still very young. Everyone on the team is very young, so we're still learning as well. So I just wanted to get on here and give a little bit of maybe not even advice, but just tips that I have picked up on over the past few years of how you you can really position yourself as a young trainer who has respect amongst the older people in the industry and outside of the industry, but also is always the student. So I think that's actually tip number one for me is always continuing to be the student, right? Continuing to learn, to learn, to learn, to learn, just never really assuming that you know everything about a topic and more so just continuing to push forward in terms of how much you know, right? I think everyone kind of knows or is familiar with that curve where it's like at first you think you know everything, then you start to realize more and more that you don't really know anything. And then you actually start to kind of level out and and see how much there is out there, but you're, you're starting to really pick up on some knowledge. So I think a lot of where young trainers are is we start off thinking like we know everything, maybe not as much, but at first, like once we get that initial boost of learning, we're like, okay, this is starting to come along. We think we're hot shit. It happens to everyone. But at the same time, we have to continue to understand that there, even the industry as a whole is an extremely young industry. Basketball training compared to pretty much every other industry in the world is just an absolute infant. So at the same time, as us learning, we have to realize that regardless of how much we know, we probably don't know even 1% of what people will eventually learn about basketball training. So 
I think the big thing to understand here is that you can learn something from everyone, from anyone that you come in contact, really from any book that you read, from any resource, from any experience. Um, and I think we as young trainers, especially myself, I've been through those times where I feel like I have to almost prove myself and prove my knowledge because I am young. When in reality, the biggest thing is always just positioning yourself as the student. I read this book, 48 Laws of Power, um, which is very thought provoking book, crazy long, um, skimmed through some of it. I'm not going to lie. But one of the big things that I took from it was always positioning yourself as a student. And I think that's based on kind of developing power for yourself. But I think even more importantly is that when you see yourself as the student in any situation, you're going to be able to learn from people who have been there, done that, even when you feel like you know more than them in certain circumstances. So you don't necessarily have to feel like you're on the same level, right? You can be in a room with people and be the dumbest person in the room and be perfectly happy because you're absorbing so much knowledge. Um, so just always positioning yourself as a student, someone who is walking in work, the gym, wherever, every single day, ready to learn, ready to pick up knowledge, ready to pick up experience that will eventually come in down the line because it is a very long game. We want to continue to push forward our knowledge quickly, but we also have to realize that that learning process, that student process is going to go on for years and years and years. Number two is something that I picked up from good old Gary V. Um, one of my favorite things that he talks about is having that kind of micro speed, macro patience. So what I mean by that is it's kind of a mix between like the idea of running a marathon and running a sprint. Um, so we're rushing to learn as much as possible. We're really pushing the speed in terms of how we're uh, trying new things, pushing our career forward, talking to a bunch of people. We have speed in that sense where we're working our ass off every day for hours and hours and hours on end. But when you go home and you reflect a little bit, you're also patient in the sense of even if stuff doesn't come as quickly as I thought it would or, or as I think maybe I deserve to have it coming my way, we have to have that patience because we're still young. Things don't come to young people that quickly most times, right? It's a long game. So continuing to push forward in the short game, quote unquote, but also realizing that every single day, regardless of how hard we go, we have to put that in perspective and see it from a bird's eye view and understand how long some things can take in anybody's career. So if you're really going hard, you're pushing yourself every single day, but it just doesn't seem like the results are coming. That's good. That's a good thing. As long as you frame that in the right way where you have that micro speed, you're pushing every day, but you also have that macro patience where you're understanding that things can move a little bit slowly and we don't have to be you know, the top of the world by 25 years old. So that's the big, the, the way I like to frame patience, but also balancing that out with working your ass off every day and kind of running that sprint as well. Number three is understanding that your image is going to stick with you and everything you post is going to give off a certain air about you, right? Every single time you make a post, whether that is, you know, an Instagram post, a story post, Twitter, TikTok, um, every time you're interacting with somebody, you're giving off a certain image about yourself. And this is where as a young trainer, you have to be very cognizant of this because you're starting to build that image early, 
right? If you're 18, 19, younger than that, older than that, but within that kind of young, just getting started age, every single thing that you do to build that image has to be very conscious and considering every single, um, uh, what's the word for it? And considering every single implication that comes from each thing that you post or each interaction you have, right? So if you start off posting without a big vision in mind, that's okay. But also understand that maybe if you're posting purely kind of those entertainment-based um, TikTok, short reels type, type content, then people are going to identify with you for that. People are going to follow you for that. So, and then it's tough to go back and shift that if you want to really get into that deeper educational content. So again, this is very doable. Will Smith started off as a rapper and then most people don't see Will Smith as an or as a rapper now. They see him as potentially one of the best actors of all time. So it is possible to change that image and to make sure that you are pivoting and, and doing it in a very successful way like that. But at the same time, you do have to be conscious of the image that you're building early. And again, this goes back to interactions as well. You may be 18, very unprofessional when you come in contact with somebody. 10 years later, you come back in contact with them. You're way more professional. You're way more experienced. But they remember who you were 10 years ago. And again, it's possible to change that impression. But at the same time, it's going to be a little bit tougher because you've already set that first impression. So again, make sure your image is always in your mind. Not to the point where you have to be perfect, but to the point where you're working towards a bigger vision of who you want to be. Number four, just from a purely lifestyle perspective, be okay feeling older. You're going to find yourself in rooms where you're the youngest and dumbest person in there. And you're going to be absorbing everything, but you're feeling older because you're hanging out with 30-something-year-olds. You're talking on the phone consistently with 50, 60-year-olds who have, again, been there, done that, while all of your friends are going out and doing stuff with people who are early 20s. And that's okay. You're going to have time to do that too, to be a kid. And I'll talk about that as well, to still be a young person, but be perfectly okay with being the youngest person in the room and feeling like you're uh, maturing too quickly in a sense. I'm, I've for sure had that experience where all of my friends are still doing stuff that 20 something year olds do. And again, I do that stuff as well. We all do. But at the same time, I felt like, damn, am I not taking advantage of my younger years? And I think the answer is you, you can do both, right? You can really mature, learn how to interact and, and hang out and uh, get experience with older professionals, but also continue to be um, that, that young person and, and give off that young energy. So that's number five to me is continuing to embrace that young person in yourself, right? This is an advantage. This is not something that is that we have to cut out just because we're in an industry where it's typically older people because we're coaching younger people and the older people are the teachers, quote unquote, to the younger people. In reality, when you're younger, it's so much easier to build relationships with players because most times you're seeing eye to eye with them. Yes, the the kind of OG or the the I don't know father son or the the teacher student or relationship can be good, but at the same time you have an advantage with those younger players with those younger athletes simply because you're seeing eye to eye with them. 
you're living similar lives in a sense, you're going through similar issues. And that's really relatable and something that's absolutely priceless as a young coach or trainer. Number two, I think a lot of younger people, a lot of kids, I mean, you hear it all the time. It's like kids are just curious, right? They want to learn more. They ask a shit ton of questions. Like you guys ever been around a kid who's just asking you questions over and over and over again and you hate it, be that guy or be that girl who's in these these rooms with older people or who is doing research on your computer or reading and you're just always asking more and more questions. Why does this happen? Um, why do we want to see this in our workouts? What has this effect um, in our training? Like just continue to ask questions, ask questions. And this almost goes back to number one, continuing to be the student where once you start to see yourself as the older person in the industry, when you really don't have to, that's when a little bit, or at least I believe a little bit of your curiosity can go downhill because you're starting to see yourself as more of a teacher than a student, when in reality, you can be both. So continue to embrace that curiosity, which is part of what comes with being a younger person. Another thing that comes with being a younger person is just that fun and that pure passion that comes along with it. Like we all started simply because we were extremely passionate in what we're doing. And I think a lot of people start to lose this as it becomes a job, right? Everyone knows that whether it's basketball or not, it could be you doing something completely different. You editing videos, you working at a job, you uh, driving. A, I don't know what it is, but we've all started stuff for a reason where we're doing it. We're not even making money from it. It's just pure fulfillment. It's pure passion. It's pure us having fun. Um, but then as we start to make money off of it, as it becomes our livelihood, that's when it starts to become a little bit more dry to us or a little bit more monotonous because, again, now it's how we're living. It's our livelihood. So it's going to be a lot tougher to keep that passion if you treat every time you step in the gym this way. Rather than every time you step in the gym, you embrace that kid in yourself that, I don't know, 15-year-old, 20-year-old, 25-year-old coach, trainer who wasn't even making money in yourself. And you just go hard for that very reason. That's passion. Uh, another really important principle that I see in younger people that we need to continue to embrace is just risk taking, right? So every single day, understanding that you are young and yes, you may have stuff to lose, but you have a lot less to lose than the 50 year old coach who wants to retire in 10 years, if we're being completely honest, right? I have undoubtedly embraced just risk taking in general this year. And I think it's been one of the biggest things that's helped me really elevate in the last year is opening a gym, right? I had, I mean, I had a good idea with a business plan and everything, but it was tough to really say if that was going to completely screw me over or do good. And this has actually turned out to be a, a really good decision, but that was a huge risk. Same thing with traveling places, same thing with reaching out to people and talking to them. There are so many ways that we can take risks. And the more we embrace how young we are, the better we can start to position our mindset to understand that we can take a couple L's and still be extremely successful and do it at a young age, right? If you're kind of mulling over something and you know that you probably want to do this and it's probably going to pay off, but you're scared of that risk, just, just go for it at this point. If you really consider yourself to be that young coach or trainer who has so many years in front of them, it's okay if something doesn't work out. You take a couple L's, you have to pivot. 
continue to embrace how young you are because there are so many years in front of you and so much to learn and so much to learn even from taking those outs. And then lastly, I think the biggest thing to embrace as a kid or young person is just the energy. When we're young, we have just limitless energy. We don't, I know for sure that I was not drinking any coffee in middle school or high school when I started to get a little bit of interest in this stuff. And I was 12, 14, 15, 16 hours a day just going hard. Zero caffeine in me. Now, obviously need a little bit more caffeine, but I try to embrace the energy that comes with the young person. And, and again, not everyone is going to have that same charisma or that same character where they're always going to be the energetic person in the room, yelling, clapping, being loud. But just the overall energy of how you approach your sessions, how you approach your business is one of the best advantages we have as younger people. We can bring that energy to every session, regardless of who we are in terms of our external uh, display of energy. Again, we don't have to be the guy clapping. We don't have to be the guy yelling. You can be, but you can also be the really intent focused one. You can be the one that brings energy with comedic relief. You can channel this in a number of ways but continuing to bring that energy day in and day out is absolutely unmatched as a younger coach or trainer or it should be at least number six is don't feel like you have to be the quote-unquote teacher right it can be and i get this question a good amount is like how do you train players older than you if you're you know a young trainer getting started off let's say you're training a pro who's 25 30 years old and you're 21, 22, or even 25. And I think the biggest thing that this comes down to is you don't have to be the teacher. Think of yourself as, and this is one of my favorite quotes that I've ever heard from John O'Sullivan, who is uh, an amazing coach um, and author as well. But he says that a coach is, instead of a teacher, the architect of an optimal learning environment. So you're not necessarily channeling information from coach or teacher to student or player right it's more of you're setting up an environment for them to learn it's a collaborative journey you're asking them questions you're like yo what'd you feel on that what have you learned from doing this in games you're asking them to speak up and it's more of a dialogue rather than a monologue and i think once you start to frame it that way instead of i'm going to be giving you information you take it and you do it it's so much easier to kill sessions where you're the younger person in the room. And it's a tough, it's tough to make that decision for sure. But I do believe that making that mindset shift is going to be the biggest thing for you in terms of being able to work with older players at a high level. And then lastly, number seven, I'll keep this one simple is start to view everything as business minded. So when we get into it again, it's just straight passion. It's what we love to do, but inevitably we're going to reach a point where we got to make a living. We have to uh, take our business to the next level. And this can be a little bit longer. Again, we're young. So we have the ability to take risks and go longer without getting paid and do things that maybe we're investing money, but start to view everything as a business, right? Build a team around yourself. Start to maybe think about, plans five, 10 years down the line and how you can get there. Be a couple steps ahead. Start to really learn from people who have been there, done that, not only in the basketball business side, but more importantly, in outside of basketball, 
right? There are so many successful businesses that have applied principles that we can apply into basketball. So I think once we start seeing everything as a business from a young age, that's truly going to help you take that to a new level early in your career because everything you see is is from a perspective that has a plan behind it, if that makes sense, where you're a couple steps ahead. You have talked to people who have built successful businesses. And as a result, that passion will turn into something that will make you a great living rather than just be a passion or a side hobby or a side hustle for years and years and years. And ultimately, that will allow you more freedom to do things that you do love, right? My big thing is like, I don't necessarily want to retire, but by the time I'm a certain age, um, obviously that will change for everyone. I want to have the freedom to be able to train who I want to go places and do free clinics in some really dope countries or spots and have that freedom more so than just retiring. And I think the earlier you start to see everything in this basketball training industry as a business while keeping that passion, that's going to lead you to be able to take that passion and do things that are really cool without having to worry always about the money. So those are my seven tips to really taking advantage of being a younger coach or trainer in this industry. It can be tough. Uh, I, again, I'm still figuring all this out. I'm by no means the, the expert in this, there are people and and I have some pretty good uh, mentors, I would say, Tim Martin, a couple other guys who are, you know, I, I learned from them as much as I can because they've truly taken it to the next level and done it before social media was really popping like it is now, at least basketball training. And so I'm I'm still learning this, but I just wanted to relay some things that I thought were really helpful for me in my last five, six, seven years in terms of building this business. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Let me know if you have any questions. Uh, I'm sure this will be a conversation that comes up a lot. So please feel free to reach out Instagram, shoot me a text if you have my number, email, and would love to talk about this, learn from you and, and pick each other's brains. So feel free to reach out. Let me know what other topics you guys want to hear about. And we'll keep this podcast rolling. Let's get it.